This is the Business Storytelling Show with Christoph Trapp. Name a top 20 storytelling podcast and a top 5% podcast globally, Christoph chats with thought leaders and experts to share tips and tricks that can help you tell your company's stories better to drive business results. Available wherever you listen to podcasts, live streamed on major social media channels, and part of the DB&A television network, available on most U.S. television sets and streaming on Roku and Amazon Fire. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Let's go. Hey, 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 let's go business storytellers. How's everyone doing? Episode 543, we're going to be talking to Ryan McCormick, co-founder of Goldman McCormick Public Relations in New York. Now, public relations is an interesting topic to me because I grew up in the journalism world and I certainly practice PR strategies and tactics today as a content marketer. But as a journalist, I didn't love being pitched ever. Most pitches sucked. Most pitches were way too long. Oh, my God. Respect my time. I just tweeted that yesterday. I think I appreciate businesses that value, maybe not respect, value my time, right? And they don't waste my time. Um, and then, of course, you know, before we get to, to Ryan here, I want to talk about uh, what is PR anyways? When Megan Horn was on the show, and she's a, a B2B PR specialist, um, she talked about how important it is to be published in these publications, but she doesn't focus focus on getting the links. And I always want the links. I'm I'm probably more on the SEO side of on the PR uh, side of things. So I want to find out where's that mix. What matters more? Do they mo- matter equally? And how do we actually make PR work for our company? How do we know that it's working? How do we know that it's driving results? And and what does that look like? lot to cover in a short amount of time. Ryan McCormick, co-founder of Goldman McCormick Public Relations. Welcome to the show. Honored to be with you, Christoph. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining me. I think you might be the uh, best dressed man on the show in oh, a while. You. Appreciate it. I haven't put on a tie. In oh, I was, so, I was really excited to come on your show because I, I looked at your background and listened to some of the other things that you've done. And I appreciate the fact that you're very dedicated to presenting a lot of you know good information to your audience. Some people like to sit around and you know kind of not get to the point, but you're direct about stuff. So when you're talking about publicists not wasting your time, you don't waste any a second of your audience's time. Well, I do appreciate that. Sometimes people tell me I'm too direct, but certainly when you only mm-hmm. got a 26 minute show, you have to get to the point. So let's right. do it. Let's get to the point. <laughs> uh, PR. So tell us about, you know, you heard me talk about Megan's philosophy, my philosophy. How do you define PR and, and, and how do companies, how should they use it? Well, PR is the megaphone to your message. When you're working with an excellent PR firm, you are purchasing their long-standing relationships with various members of the media. So Excellent PR should be getting your clients on TV, radio, newspapers, podcasts, being able to reach their targeted demographic and being able to be on these programs to make an impact. So some of the clients that we have, we work a lot with attorneys and the power of PR cannot be understated here because once you start getting some of your clients' cases in the media, sometimes they'll settle quickly. Sometimes they'll raise awareness. We did a campaign years ago with a gentleman named Nick Hillary Nick Hillary was a father of five that was accused of murder that he didn't commit it. And he came to us with his attorney. So we were able to get them some really good media. We got them a five page uh, story in the New York Times as a result 
a lot of media started coming on board. Long story short, uh, there's a, such a tremendous press swell about it. He got some new attorneys and he wound up being exonerated. And we won a national award for that. So when you get your story out in the media and you raise awareness about your product or a cause you're working with, you can move mountains. You can really change public perceptions for the better. And we dedicate a lot of our company to animal rights and animal advocacy. And that's something we take a lot of pride in. You know, of course, uh, I mean, those are some really meaty topics that you're discussing right there. And, and most companies certainly have other problems to solve, too, right? They need to get out there so people even know about them, uh, whether they're talking about the product or not. I found it interesting, Ryan, you talked about TV, uh, radio, and then also podcasting. I don't remember if you mentioned newspapers. Oh, newspapers are crucial, yes. Newspapers are crucial as well. And you also mentioned something very beginning, which I want to say that, you know, you mentioned that SEO backlink. That is absolutely crucial. Getting that link back to your site is, is crucial. I mean, when you're doing podcasts, when you're doing other me media, the, 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 the backlink should be just as much as just just as important as getting the uh, on the appearances. So what's interesting though is to me, you know, certainly I'm not going to bash any media. I grew up in media. I'm still mm -hmm. a journalist at heart. In fact, a lot of the things I do today are still very journalistically driven, right? I mean, we're just having a conversation. I'm interviewing you, and except we're doing it live instead of me having my reporter's notebook in, in my hands. Mm -hmm. Now, but why you hear all this talk? Media is dead. Newspapers are dead. And they have changed. Don't get me wrong. And my behaviors have changed. But I probably uh, consume more news today than I have ever in my life pre all this digital stuff. So... But where I'm consuming it is very different from 20 years ago, right? It's all over the place. It's not just one medium. It's not just one place. I jump around. Why does media still matter so much in this world of choice, I guess? Media is so crucial because, collectively speaking, we kind of mimic our peers. And I think that we're still kind of a tribal-based society where if a lot of our peers are kind of thinking one way, you don't want to feel left out. So if a lot of people in the mainstream media are talking about something and they're presenting a particular piece of information and other people are grasping onto it, then it seems that it's very important. When mainstream media covers a story in full force, then a lot of people become aware about it very quickly. So I don't think that if people could say, well, we don't trust the media or with this and that. The reality is that people are still relying on um, uh, traditional mainstream media to get their news. I think what's really changed, though, is that a lot of people are going to podcasts and they're going to other outlets and they're going to specific journalists that they develop a series of trust with. I think with podcasts, that's completely changed things because with podcasting, you have a, a, such a deeper, intimate relationship with the audience and the audience feels very connected. Like I've, I've hosted a podcast and I'm very connected with my audience and I reach out to them and I call them on a regular basis. We have like a very tight relationship. So. When people are getting their news from podcasts, I think that they have a deeper, more intimate relationship with where they're getting the news from than they ever have before. But for people who say, well, the news is not significant, it's not important, I, don't dis I completely disagree with that. I think that when the news, collectively speaking, is putting out a message that is consistent with everyone else, that it becomes even more important. You know, I mean, certainly I'm a, I'm a big, big fan of podcasting. And I do want to respond to the comment you made. Don't uh, people say they don't trust the media. And certainly there's some media outlets. We see them pop up here and there and then they you know, get taken to court or whatever mm -hmm. at one point or another. 
um, that are just making up stuff that are just, um, you know, they're leaning one way or another. And I don't have a problem with anybody leaning one way or another at all, as long as you're clear about it, right? I'm a, this podcast, I'm, here's my opinion, I'm sticking to it, right? So you know where I'm, where I'm coming from. But in general, mainstream media, my friends, I do believe that most reporters, if not all, try to do their best to, to figure out what the story is without their biases. And they're not trying to, you know, pull the wool over our heads or, or whatever the phrase is. Um, okay. Now, how do you know where to focus, though? I mean, you're talking about the New York Times. You're talking, you know, some of those big, big publications. But how do you know where to pitch? I mean, chances to get picked up by the New York Times are pretty slim. I mean, even if you have a good pitch, right? I mean, you got to get their attention. It has to be the right timing. I mean, mm-hmm. I got pitches before, Ryan. They were not terrible, I guess, even though I, most pitches 15 years ago were terrible. But the timing was just horrible, right? Because I was doing something mm-hmm. else and I didn't, I wasn't going to get to it, right? I didn't even have the mental capacity to think about it because I was thinking about whatever I was thinking about. So how do you determine as a brand where to focus your time and energy? Well, you have to really do research and you have to understand that over the course of many years, an excellent PR firm will develop relationships with reporters in all different areas. So our particular firm, we're very strong, I'd say, with, with TV, but most likely for radio, too. I'm a former CBS producer. My business partner is a former TV and radio producer. So we have a lot of those longstanding contacts. So before you even send out your first press release or press pitch, you have to identify the targeted reporters that are most likely to cover you. So how do you know? Well, you, you, you do a little research. You, you find out what particular reporters have covered stories similar to your company or similar to your cause, and it's good to reach out personally to them. All of our best relationships are personal relationships. All of our relationships that have come out have come about through dinners and through events and people that we've met years ago. An excellent PR firm should develop a long-standing relationship with various producers and reporters. So when they go to those reporters and producers, it's not to say that that chance of you getting in those publications or outlets is guaranteed, but you have the best chance of it being considered because that reporter and that producer and that uh, journalist has had a previous and better relationship with that publicist. And of course, what, what's the relationship today is very much different from how it was many, many years ago. I mean, you and I would have never connected years ago, right? I mean, I don't go to New York no. City too often. I, I'm I'm pretty certain without asking you, you probably don't travel to Cedar Rapids, Iowa too often, right? So where do we run into each other? Um, nowhere other than on the internet. So, I mean, you can like follow people, you can follow reporters. Sometimes you retweet them. Sometimes you like Mm -hmm. them. I know it's a little bit different for like big name reporters. They're not going to notice you every time you like their tweet, certainly, but in B2B, uh, you know, they certainly will notice in my opinion that they, uh, that you're engaging with them. Now, what's your tip on when you pitch things? So what I like to do is if I have something to pitch, I pitch it to maybe two people, maybe three, sometimes just one, right? And then I don't mm-hmm. come back to that person for a long time, especially if they took the pitch, right? I mean, I, say, I think the Content Marketing Institute article where I talked about this topic, they said, how often do you pitch? And I said, well, I got this pitch accepted in January, and I will probably not pitch that publication again this year. 
I might, but at the end of the year, right? Because I don't want to just be like this naggy, oh, here's another thing, mm -hmm. do my thing, do my thing, you know? But what's your tip? Do you agree with that? Or is there a better cadence that people well, should consider? I think people should reach out to reporters directly and to let them know that you have read some of their articles. When you do those personalized pitches, it's I think it's great. And if you're bringing value to them, you should never you know, hesitate to reach out to them. I mean, reporters are very thankful when we contact them. We say, by the way, here's an exclusive story. By the way, here's some contents, here's some quotes. And reach out to them a couple times and build a rapport with them. And this is there's something else when it comes to engaging with reporters is make sure that your email is in the correct format. So I don't know if you get this, but I, I mean, I get pitched for, for shows and I get an email and the format is all over the place. So one thing I highly recommend doing is actually recommend getting your pitch, going and opening up a text document, pasting it in there, and then pasting it in that direct email. Make sure that your format is correctly and make sure that when you send and engage your reporter, try to keep it on the shorter side. No one likes, no one's gonna read a two page article. Make it really quick, right to the point, so somebody can read it over and over again. Another thing we like to do is we like to include sample questions with the with the uh, clients that we pitch, especially when it comes to radio. So a producer can easily look at this information, cite it, and get it right on the air. The more you do for a journalist, the more legwork you do, the more information you provide. If they are interested in it, the less work that they have to do. And when you make their job easier and you're reliable you develop a good relationship with them. So even if they don't take your particular story this time, they'll know that you're someone that, that can be relied upon and you'll eventually open up that door to someone else in the future. It's Yeah, it's definitely very interesting. You got to make it easy because people don't have the time. People don't no. have the energy to, you know, to do all those different things. But how do you, I mean, we talked a little bit about TV, radio, even podcasting. And I think podcasting is probably a little bit different Maybe, maybe not. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm doing all of my podcast episodes live, um, which, of course, it's you very know, different. Live, yeah. very different. Right. But what tips do you have for clients and people that let's say the pitch was accepted and now you have to go on TV or now you have to go on radio? And I've been on radio before actually doing like the morning circuit on NBC radio. And it's like you go coast to coast. Right. And, and it's mm -hmm. interesting. And you have to be ready. Right. You have to call at the right time. Then they just kind of you just kind of poof, you're gone. Um, but how do you coach people when it's time to go on air, if, whether that's TV or radio or podcasts? Well, the first thing we do at our firm is we do pre-recorded interviews. We'll, we'll we'll come on and we'll test our clients out. So we'll we'll, we'll do you know, practice interviews and we'll ask them hard questions. We'll put them in a very uncomfortable position right away and then kind of ease their way out and then get them really comfortable. And for all of you out there that are gonna be doing radio or TV, there are a couple of things you have to keep in mind. You need to be very passionate, bring your enthusiasm, be informative. Know that every moment that you're on the air, if you are informing, if you are bringing enthusiasm, you're providing value to that particular outlet. And to do that, you don't wanna sound like you're reading off a script. So one of the things we do with our clients, we work with that anyone else out there can do this, is to have an idea of what you wanted to talk about and make it very conversational. Don't sound like you're reading off a script, but when you speak and you engage, bring your best enthusiasm, bring the most value that you can. When our clients answer questions, Christoph, for example, we always tell them to see if you can cite a particular uh, study or new study out there. 
because the more you inform and the more enthusiasm you bring, ultimately, the more value you provide. And that opens the door to return appearances. You know, it's interesting to me, too. When I used to be on TV, and it's been a hot minute by now, but uh, I would dress up very similar to you, right? And then, I mean, I even put on uh, touch up my hair, my head, and I still do that sometimes. I actually have makeup sitting relatively close to my my desk here, but I don't do it too often because the way I got everything set up, I don't have the bald spot, right? Or the not the bald spot, but the shiny spot on my bald spot, right? From the lights because the way they're set up. Uh, but how important is it the way you even show up? And I mean, I used to wear like a business storytelling shirt when I do these shows, and then I realized where my microphone is, you can't see anything anyways, right? Like whether this is a dress shirt or, or, or a suit or maybe not a tank top, maybe that would be too casual, but people can't see it. But if I was on TV, I should probably, right, wear something a little bit more formal like you're wearing because you're full screen. Or like, how do you feel about people uh, dressing when they go on TV and, and, and whatnot? I think you should dress up to be your best. I mean, take every interview seriously. Uh, I'm going to tell you, that, but I'm, because I was coming on your show, because I was so excited to be on your show, I, I couldn't wait. I really am excited because I love the style that you do and the questions that you do. And I think with every appearance, you need to be your best. If you, if you don't dress up, you should do it because psychologically speaking, it's going to put you in a good mode. So I wouldn't, if every time you go on the air, everything about you is part of your PR, it's part of, how people perceive you. So it's the way you dress. It's the way you speak. It's how you groom yourself. So do not give yourself anything else but but your best self. So I highly recommend you go on TV, always wear a suit. Uh, always, you know, give yourself a good night rest so you're, you're energized and relaxed. Do everything you can. A gentleman wrote, wrote a book saying, you are the message. So everything about who you are, it's not just the, the press releases that you do. It's not the pitches that you do. It is everything about you your follow-up calls, again, the formatting of your emails, everything that you do is a reflection upon you and the brand that you're associated with. So I would not give anything less than your absolute total best. Absolutely. And for the last se session section of the show here, let's focus on how do we measure results? I mean, certainly I can keep track in a spreadsheet or whatever it might be on you know where my brand has appeared. Uh, I guess when on the digital side for TV, this might not work as well, or, or maybe radio, not as well either. Uh, but for TV, you can also just keep an eye on who is linking to you, right? And, and that's yep. an easy way to see that. I mean, I see when I'm quoted in articles or, or somebody at the company is quoted in articles, sometimes they don't tell us that they quoted us, right? Like we responded with a quote. Man. And then the only time I know that they quoted me is I see the inbound link. So that's an easy way to keep track of that. But how about on the, like, overall, how do I know that it's working? And how do I know that it actually helps my company? Well, first thing is you have to manage your own expectations and understand what you want to get out of the relationship because certain people want certain things from the PR. Sometimes we're called upon for crisis communications. And in crisis communications, the goal is to get the fire down and to present the client in the best light possible. So uh, various people have different goals. You have to understand what you ultimately want to accomplish and understand what those expectations are. But if you want to see how the results are coming in, I highly recommend you do a Google alert that has your name on there. That's how we know in real time what our clients are getting. Another thing you can do is you can do an SEO analysis 
which will tell you in real time when you have inbound links that are coming in. One way we were able to garner, you know, to see some results for our clients is we look at how much traffic is coming for their sites and whether domain name authority has increased. Another thing we can do is we can also look at each interview that they've done and find out what it would cost to advertise on that particular show. And if you look at that, some one particular show could cost $10,000 to advertise for two minutes of time. Well, if you've been on that show for 30 minutes, $30,000 worth of value that the PR firm has brought to you. And that's another way how you measure it too. So you can measure it by how much media that you've done. Also, you can look at sales conversions because if you're doing something where you're presenting out a great product or you're presenting a book and you see a number of people that are purchasing your book, you see a lot more engagements. That's another way to tell as well. But um, a lot of our clients, they're very happy to see themselves out in the media to know that they are getting healthy engagements. And one of the biggest things, I can't emphasize this enough, is that podcasts are so crucial. I think you really get the some of the best results when you go on shows where the audience is engaged because you speak a lot longer. It's so much more intimate. And I think you you get some of the best results by doing podcasts. I mean, I'm a big fan of podcasting, as you know, and it's, uh, I, I, you know, I, I don't really turn out too many um, offers to be on a show unless the topic is completely something I wouldn't talk about or I can't talk about or I know nothing about. So certainly you do want to make sure uh, you have that. You know, when you were talking about crisis communication, I mean, back back in the day when I grew up in in, in newspapers, mm-hmm. you know, and I had an article on somebody that didn't look too good or, or whatever or something happened and I called them for a comment if they were really smart, they would ask me, how much, when is your deadline? How much time do I have? And in those days we had deadlines, right? Uh, I mean, we like, there was nothing. I mean, the printed newspaper came out tomorrow and I got until six tonight or whatever to get it done. But today I got an article. I might give you, I I should give you opportunity to, to, to send me a comment if you want to. But the whole thing of hours, that you have hours to respond, I mean, those days are gone, are they not? Yeah, you have to really respond quickly. And if you don't have an answer or you're not 100% sure, the best thing you could say is I'm not able to comment on this time. Because that one way, that's that's the best thing you could do. But sometimes you have to have a situation where a response is needed. And in that particular case, I highly recommend engaging a crisis communications PR firm because the best thing you can do is present yourself in the, in, the, in the best possible way and be straightforward and honest. I can't emphasize this enough. Sometimes people think about PR. They say, well, it's just spin. It's just, you know, we're going to perceive things in a certain way. If you're straightforward and honest, that is, that is the best PR you can do for yourself. So when it comes to a situation like you just mentioned, yes, you have to respond in a timely fashion, but just be prepared to understand that if you give the straightforward answer, you're going to set yourself in a much better position. I mean, definitely don't don't make up things. And I think sometimes that's w- what gets people in trouble when, yeah. uh, I mean, totally different when, when you think about like, you know, the police talks to somebody and they kind of make up their answers as they go. At some point, it's just not going to match anymore, right? Yeah. And, and the stories aren't um, aligning. So same thing here. So be careful what you say and say, we got your message. I'm, it's going to take me a minute to to figure out what's going on. And, you know, please do not send me, some crappy doctored up statement that, you know, is horrible anyways. Um, Rick, uh, Ryan, tell us how, how do people work with you? Who, who should reach out to you? 
Um, and you know, what does your, your company do? Okay. Well, first thing is people, thank you. They can come to our website at goldmanmccormick.com, G-O-L-D-M-A-N-M-C-C-O-R-M-I-C-K.com. You can give us a call directly. I mean, we have people that reach out to us and we respond very quickly. And the thing we love doing most is just listening to what your needs are. And for every client that we engage, we're, we're always bringing ideas. I was just speaking to someone else about this, where some firms, they'll kind of give you a cookie cutter approach. And when you come to us, we're always going to give you fresh original ideas. So if you come to us, regardless if you're working with us, you're always going to get value you know, engaging with us. And if you want to work with us, we'll, we'll, we'll give you a proposal, a plan, and a vision specifically for what we have in mind. Because every single person or company has a different plan, a different vision, or a different way they need to increase their public perception. But if you have enthusiasm, if you're willing to work hard, if you're willing to provide great content, I think that's something that can be very successful. And we'll come back one thing real quick. Content is crucial. If you are thinking about engaging a PR firm and you have a blog, write a blog on a regular basis, present great content, present great information, great value that you can bring. And always, always think about uh, how you can help other people. If you have that in mind and you're a heart-based centered and you provide value for other people and you're thinking how I can, you know, prove the world for the better. It's so good that it's really going to put you on a great path forward. And certainly I did appreciate that on your LinkedIn profile where you said the, the top thing I'm trying to accomplish or something like that. I'm probably paraphrasing uh, tie for number one, right? First of all, help the producers, help the journalists, and then tie the second one for number one is help my clients. So they go hand in hand. Really appreciate you coming on, sharing your insights today. Uh, thank you so much, Christoph, and uh, thank you for all that you do, and I highly recommend people check out your, your books on Amazon because they were terrific to read. Thank you. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to share this episode with your networks. We appreciate you. Until next time, let the best stories win. Thank you.